Welcome to 307 Baseball, the show all about America's game in the Cowboys state. Now, here are your hosts, Elon Olaf, Cullen Holt, and Matthew Peterson. The Wyoming American Legion baseball season is marching on. It has been so much fun to follow it thus far as we welcome you back into another episode of 307 Baseball. I'm Colin Holt. That's Elon Olaf. And we're also joined by Matthew Peterson. And Elon, uh, we had a fun weekend of games last weekend and really got to see some teams uh, in, at a new level, kind of a new dimension we hadn't seen yet before. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we a big question that was answered for me was Casper because they were a team last year that, that, that had some struggles. But uh, those look to be in the past as Casper played a very good tournament at the Paul Eastridge round robin in their own backyard. Yeah, Casper looked really strong out there. I know that they... Uh, bested the outlaws, and I like the uniforms because they combined programs in Casper, did they not? Yeah, it used to be the Casper Drillers and the Casper Oilers, but I think now uh, someone we're going to have later on in the show, Kalen Hill has kind of taken it and put it all under one umbrella, kind of similar to what we saw with Chad Smith and the outlaws last year. It used to be the outlaws and the trappers, but now everybody's outlaws, everybody is uh, Oilers at Casper now. Yeah, it was a fun weekend. Let's just take a look at some of the notable scores uh, from actually last week, starting off on Wednesday uh, with Gillette taking a couple from uh, Rapid City and then uh, Rapid City the next day uh, turning it around and getting a victory over Gillette. But really, the, the all the action, or at least uh, most of the action, was at that Paul Eastridge early bird round robin tournament in Casper where Casper and Laramie had a close one. The Casper Oilers, uh, 7-6 victory over Laramie. Uh, Gillette beat the 406 Flyers from Billings. Casper Oilers got a victory over Rock Springs. Evanston beat Laramie, so a, a good win there for the Outlaws. Uh, and Gillette beat Rock Springs. Those were just the first-day scores. Uh, and then day two had a bunch of really good scores as well, including some close games uh, as the Flyers from Billings beat Rock Springs by three. Uh, like you said, Casper got a couple of good victories. And, uh, man, the 406 Flyers from Billings uh, played tight with with quite a few different teams, including that 11-8 victory over the Casper Oilers. And then, like you said, Gillette, uh, that 8-0 victory over Evanston. So a lot of really good games. And, again, we're starting to see more and more of teams. And, again, baseball is one of those sports where you can't just look at the scoreboard and that tells you the whole story. That 8-0 game by Gillette was a 1-0 game going into that fifth inning uh, and Gillette finally started to pour it on. Evanston looked really solid against Gillette for the the most of that game. But to me, the biggest victory coming out of there is if you look at it, I can't remember the score off the top of my head, but I do know it was a run rule, Gillette and Laramie. I, the final score there, I want to say it was 9-1 or, or, or somewhere in that range, but... That that's the big story to me because remember in our while in our uh, excuse me our three hundred seven baseball top ten you had Laramie five Sheridan four Casper three Gillette two Cheyenne one you just had a five beat a two you had unranked beat a five in Evanston beating Laramie and then it just completely upset the apple cart. Yeah, especially when you look at it like you said you have Evanston like you know beating Laramie and then Laramie turning around and beating Gillette. And then Gillette beating Evanston. So you've got a full circle of baseball life. And I think it's going to be a fun season if we continue this parody of, hey, 
It's just any given day at the ballpark. Um, who's going to come out and, for me, just minimize the error as, errors as much as possible? Sure, it's early in the season. These players are still getting back into the swing of things. But that seems to be the calling card of you look early on, who is being smart with the baseball, who is not making as many mental mistakes, and that could be the difference maker as we move along into conference games coming up. Yeah, and Elon, you were spot on. It was 9-1. Laramie got the victory over Gillette. And uh, we had a chance to talk to Aaron Lozano, the manager for the Laramie Rangers. Had some good things to say about this season. For, for a Laramie team, last year that, that goes two and out at the state tournament, we sent three guys off to play college baseball, right? So if you figure if you're going 0-2 at state and you're sending a third of your starters off to play at the next level, that says something about the level of play we have here in the state of Wyoming. And you know what? That Laramie team coached by Aaron Lozano, it, it, they're so solid from top to bottom. They had some rough games, but they had some great games as well. I mean, of course, that game against Gillette stands out. A 9-1 victory over the Rough Riders. Uh, an absolute great performance by them. And then they ran into, in, in the Evanston loss, they ran into a pitcher, which we'll talk about a little bit later, who allowed only one hit over five innings and nine strikeouts. Not much you can do with that. Yeah, absolutely. And we've talked a lot about the action in double-A over last week and, and how fun it's been to follow that. But uh, single-A is starting to pick up steam as well. We're starting to see more and more games. And, uh, you know, everybody's kind of looking up at Cody, but there's going to be a lot of really good action in single-A. Uh, so we thought that we would bring in a guy who's on the phone right now. Uh, he's also the commish, and it's Cody Beers. <laughs> Joining us now on 307 Baseball, we have Cody Beers. Cody, you kind of are a man of many talents when it comes to American Legion. Of course, you're the state chairman, also the broadcaster for the Riverton Raiders. Uh, we're coming to you for a single A check-in. What should we be looking out for in 2021 in the single A? You know, right now the seasons are just getting started, guys. Uh, Green River played this week. Douglas played this week. Uh of course, Evanston and Rock Springs. You know, Southwest Wyoming's been very active. Uh, uh, Cody got going this week up in Montana and uh, took a couple wins up there. And you know, I I think all roads uh, go through Cody, and and we'll see where these other teams stack up. I mean, I I think Douglas could make some noise like they did last year. They've got a new coach in Travis Mortimer, who's uh, moved up from the assistance role and. And uh, taking over that program, um, you know, uh, the most stable program in Class A year in and year out is Cody. But uh, Cheyenne's going to be good. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what's going on in Casper uh, with the uh, Oilers and Drillers. My understanding is uh, um, only two members of last year's Casper Oilers team are part of this year's. Um, now that... Uh, that program is merged together now. Um, the uh, the two Casper non-American Legion program came back into American Legion, and and so now the program's kind of being oversaw by a guy by the name of Kalen Hill in Casper, and they've got four teams: uh, two B teams, an A team, and a double A team. The Oilers, and and so it'll be interesting to see how that class a drillers team is They're they're in the same conference this year with douglas and riverton um there could be quite a few members of last year's oilers teams on that drillers team so 
they'll be a team to be reckoned with in Class A, too. Let's go ahead and maybe talk about some teams that you expect to maybe surprise some people. I mean, I, for one, got a chance to see the Green River Knights in person just this last Monday, and they looked really impressive to me. Who is a team that you think nobody's talking about in single A that we should be talking about? I think that Powell team is going to be tough this year. Uh, you know, they're, they're going on about year three, year four of the the same coaching staff, uh, you know, they lost uh, an important player last year in Colin Queen, but but they they made a run in the State A tournament last year, and they're pretty deep, and they, they've got a decent program going up there in Powell. So if I was, if I was uh, looking out for a team that probably isn't uh, getting a lot of respect uh, statewide, I'd say, you know, that northwest corner with Lovell, Cody, Powell, that's that's some really good baseball. They do a nice job up there. And the great thing, if you're from Cody, Powell, or Lovell, is you get to play your conference schedule within 60 miles, you know, so you don't have any travel during your conference games. And then you can sneak up into Montana, and that, you know, that provides you with 20, 30 games too. So, um these teams can play relatively unknown throughout the year to the rest of Wyoming. And that's an advantage going into districts and state at the A level. That's Cody Beers with our single A check-in. Cody, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us on the show. Anything else? Hey, appreciate what you guys are doing. Um, you know, we've been talking about, uh, and it'd be interesting to get some input from coaches um, their thoughts about live streaming our postseason uh, games, uh, A State, Double A State. I know you guys are interested in that idea, and uh, and I'm not sure at this point uh, if we're going to go out to bid with that. But the main thing I want programs to think about is, you know, it can be difficult with this year's state tournaments in Cheyenne and Laramie to make that trip and. And it's going to be right during Cheyenne Frontier Days, and hotel rooms are going to be uh, pretty costly. And so the idea of live streaming um, out to the state and the great work you guys are doing um, with this program um, lends me to believe that people would like that a lot. So we'd like some input, and, uh, you know, we'll move ahead with that if we get some positive input. I love hearing about single A baseball as well. And, you know, Cody Beers, if there's anybody that's got their finger on the pulse of what's going on in American Legion ball, it's obviously him uh, being the head man. But uh, I'm excited to see how things play out over the next few weeks in single A as all these teams really start to get more and more games under their belt. Uh, let's transition back to double A. And it's a team we talked about a lot earlier, and it's Casper. And we're going to get their manager on the phone in just a little bit. Um, but you know, combining the programs, you got to feel like they, there might be a little extra talent from single A to double A uh, in that Casper program now. Well, remember, this is a single A team that took the, the the Cody Cubs to the brink. 
So I, I believe this was the extra inning uh, state championship game that we had in single A last year, Cody and Casper. And now you're getting a lot of those Casper guys that are going to play at the double A level for Coach Hill. And Matthew, you and I had a chance to see Casper in person. We've already sung their praises a lot in this this particular episode. But they look impressive, and they look like a team that's going to be in the thick of it for the West. Yeah, they do. And they got a big contest tonight, Thursday night. Uh, they're at home against Cheyenne Post 6th. So this will be a good test for them early on. Win or lose, we're going to learn a lot about how durable this Casper team is. This will also be, I believe, the second showdown between post six and Casper. I believe the final score is 13-3 to the first time. I think that's the only loss, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, that Casper's experienced this year thus far. Yeah, someone is a Casper fan yelling, at their phone or at their car right now <laughs> saying, no, 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 or yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, but it was actually interesting. Talking about Post 6 for a moment, um, had a, a Cheyenne Post 6 um, exec, we'll say, reach out to us and provide some intel, gave us some information. And he talked about when Cheyenne went to play uh, the – was it Sioux Falls out of South Dakota? The Hard Hats. That That's the only name I can pull right now. Yeah. Um, there was some scouts there watching a pitcher for the South Dakota team I mean, the guy was shoving 99 miles an hour. And so it got me thinking because he said that there were, I think, 11 scouts there. And so then I started thinking, well, in this make-believe world, if I could throw 99 miles an hour, you kind of have not a pick of the litter, of course, because you're going to get drafted. But who would you like to be drafted by and who would you maybe not want to get drafted by? So, Elon, you want to go first maybe on if you had the pl- <sighs> the, the, the opportunity to pick and choose what MLB team – I mean, throw out your favorite. Ah, oh, okay, okay. Right, but if you could pick and choose, I don't want to play for this organization, or I think this one is run well. Where would you like to go? Okay, so this who would like to be watching one. you? This is a tough one. Hmm. I know I'm going to upset someone, and I, I just because where we're at, but I think I'm giving Colorado the wrong date and the wrong time. So okay, yeah, you're not bringing them to your show. I, I don't. Th- if I'm if I'm pitching, oh gotcha, no, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely don't want to go to Colorado. If I'm hitting, then there's they're a team that I consider, but also just kind of the way that the, the franchise is run. I could think of some better ones. I think I'm giving St. Louis the right date and time. Interesting. Okay, Colin. I don't know if I was throwing 99 and I had people looking at me. I wouldn't be complaining about anybody. Yeah, yeah I know. I yeah, know. Yeah, but yeah. Who, Come who on, would you play like the game. To play. play the game. Yeah. Play the game. That's a great question. I think location really plays into it. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't mind being in the San Diego organization. Yeah, right now especially too. I mean to team up with Machado and Tatis Jr. You gotta think about two. You know, if you get drafted, you're not going straight to the majors. No, no, no. no. So you gotta look at the farms the farm system and look at the locations of those. Yep. Look at the Padres farm system. Not bad places to live for a summer. Uh huh. So, you know, I think the Padres wouldn't be a bad choice. And to double up that Different organizations have different approaches for their minor league system on things like meals. So, for example, I spent a summer interning for the Chicago Cubs in a double-A team. Those players were fed very well. Mm. Other teams they played, while the Cubs uh, double-A players were getting steak and lobster after game, the other team was getting PB&Js. So, I mean, I'm not going to name names of who the best ones are and the worst ones, but I think there is something to different organizations. You get treated a little differently. Can I, can I put in an honorable mention real quick? Yeah. I'm saying the Red Sox. The Red Sox. Okay. That would be another one that I'd be interested – I definitely would want to to see in the stands. If I'm, if I'm throwing 99 or if I'm hitting 700 at American Legion or high school, that's who the, – the, I think the Red Sox and the Cardinals are the two teams that I'm – 
I'm wanting to see in the stands the most. Yeah, to wrap it up for myself, I think I would go with the Phillies. Kind of okay. like Boston. It's a Philadelphia fan base that if you're on the right side of them, that's got to be fun. Mm-hmm. You know, If you're on the wrong side, I don't want to be there. <laughs> you but, want out of town. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think the Phillies are a well-oiled machine. Uh-huh. Uh, not you know, competitive so, so much recently, but once in World Series here and there. Um, so I'll go with the Phillies, but I'm not letting the Mariners see me. I want nothing to do with Seattle. They do not seem like they ever want to win a World Series. You know, we're got the longest playoff drought. You know, we were loved by baseball people around the state before this episode came out. I mean, I'm sorry to Mariners fans, but I think they agree with me. I think the ones that know what I'm talking about, Uh they know there's a reason why they had the longest playoff drought. They have no interest in shelling out big bucks. And it's also the same reason I picked Colorado because, I mean, anytime they get someone good, they're gone. The, the clock's ticking. And yeah. Pittsburgh's another one. Pitts, ooh, Pittsburgh would be the definitely. I think Pittsburgh would be cool to play at, you know, PNC Ballpark. Oh, that's a beautiful ballpark, yeah. But, I mean, McCutcheon leaves. Um, Garrett Cole's there. Mm-hmm. You had a lot of great pieces. And when they hit free agency, Pittsburgh goes, don't let the door hit you on the way out. You know what? If, if, I, would, if I could put my favorite team in there, yeah. the Diamondbacks, I don't know if I would. Look at the talent that they drafted. They drafted Trevor Bauer. They drafted Max Scherzer. They uh-huh. drafted like the list. It, it's been the curse yeah. of being a Diamondbacks fan. You draft great prospects and then uh, it kind of goes away. All right, let's get back on track. Yeah, yeah let's put a pin in that for a little bit because uh, we do have the Casper manager on the phone right now, so we need to go there. Coach Hill, thank you so much for coming on the show. Coach, uh, you guys have had a, a gr- good start to the season. I know last year was a bit of a rebuilding year for you guys. If you could talk about the differences uh, between this year and last year for the Oilers. Well, the biggest difference is going to be that we we merged programs with Casper Crush Baseball last year. Um, they kind of operated as separate entities um, with the Crush playing uh, A and B. And then now it's all under one roof and all the players are together. And so that's going to be the main difference. And, uh, Coach, you guys are, are only about two years removed from a state title. Um, you guys, one of the rare schools not named Cheyenne Post 6 to take home that coveted honor. What did it take to win a state title for you guys in 2019? Well, I think that they, there was a lot of very talented players, um, a couple who are playing in college now. Um, just strong pitchers that help those guys make that run. Coach, I think at this point in the season, it's so early on, we like to talk in terms of generalizations, and we talk about the season as a whole and goals for the end of the season. Uh, but I want to ask you just uh, tangibly, in these next couple weeks, what, what are your team's goals as you guys try to gear up for conference play? Well, we're going to get a pretty good test. Of the You know, the next weeks we have uh, – games against Cheyenne post six Sheridan Gillette um, and Rapid City uh, basically the next 10 games are against those teams so we'll get a pretty good idea where we're at and um, we'll actually be joined by a few of our college returners during that time so we'll start to actually get our full squad together and see what see what they're capable of coach Matthew Peterson here as teams come to play you guys what's it going to take for them to knock off the Oilers what's your biggest strength that will prove to be difficult to overcome for opponents uh, I would say just athleticism we have a bunch of multi-sport athletes who are um, really really athletic and um, can fly around the field whether it's you know defensively or on the base pass 
we hit very well and you know we're pretty good at taking extra bases so um that that athleticism is is definitely our strength Coach Elon, again, uh, you mentioned that you have some college returners coming back. How important is it for you to have that experience leadership uh, returning to the Oilers this year? Well, it's especially important because they're both good arms, um, and we're trying to uh, kind of solidify our pitching staff at this time. Uh, we have a couple young guys who have really stepped up and are looking to be um, members of that rotation and just trying to figure out how we're going to get everybody lined out so that we have a pretty good pitching plan as we move through, you know, when we start playing, you know, eight or 10 games in a week, um, get everybody, you know, the proper rest and um, get, get them where they need to be so that we're peaking in July. Coach, you guys are in the Western conference. That means you guys are competing against Jackson, Evanston, and Rock Springs. The West is getting stronger and stronger every year. Uh, do you feel like this might be one of the most difficult Western number one seeds to lock down? Honestly, I can't speak to that. Um, we this is my first year in the manager spot, um, so I don't I don't know. I can't speak to the past. I do, you know. I've got a pretty good look at Evanston and Rock Springs this this past weekend while they were up playing in Casper. And I know that um, Jackson is also going to be very, very tough to compete with. Um, Huggins always does a very good job with those guys. So we got to be ready to try to hold our own and see what we can do. Coach, that's all we got for you. Thank you so much for coming on to 307 Baseball. Uh, Good luck the rest of the way. You guys have a great-looking team. I got a chance to see them in person over in Casper this weekend. Thank you so much for your time. Anything else? Nope. I'd just like to thank, thank you guys for putting on the podcast and getting more eyes on ears on Wyoming baseball. It's always good to hear from managers around the state. They put in so much work from last year and all that they had to deal with uh, to getting ready for this year. And uh, I think it's fun to see how excited they are that we're back playing baseball again. I don't know if many of people missed baseball as much as they did. So uh, always good to catch up with the coaches and managers from around the state. We've got a busy week between today and when we record our next podcast and uh, there's going to be a lot of good games over the weekend and into next week as well, including some games tonight that we're excited about. Matthew, uh, you have chosen your games that people should be keeping an eye on. What are they? Yeah, I got three games for you guys, and let's get started with a hot dog game. This is just the American Classic. Going to be good. I'm excited. And I'm going to go tonight, Rock Springs at Green River. Anytime two teams that are separated by 10 mm. miles – I think it's going to be a little interesting, especially when you look at Green River, the single-A team that took down the Outlaws at Evanston's home opener, and then Rock Springs, who got run-ruled by Evanston. So maybe a bit of a single-A upset alert here against their neighbors, the Rock Springs, and now Stallions. You know, if, you can, if you're a single-A team and you can beat two double-A teams in a week, yeah. you have announced an arrival. I, I don't care if, if it's... If it's what what double day team is, if you're a single A team and you can beat a double A team and you can do it twice in a week, you've you've made a message. Exactly. Uh, so that's my hot dog game, my popcorn game. This is gonna be exciting. It's this Saturday. It's a doubleheader between the Cheyenne Hawks and the Casper Drillers. A single A matchup where it could be an early preview of a playoff matchup. These are two well run machines, and I'm excited. Get your popcorn ready because they're playing two. 
So get extra butter and extra kernels. And I think our friend Grant Storbo's, Storbo's might have that on Capital City Sports. We'll have to double check. But, hey, give Grant Storbo a follow at, uh, on Facebook at, Cop, at uh, Capital City Sports. Excuse me, YouTube at Capital City Sports, and you'll know for sure if the game is broadcast. And my final game, uh, this is the sleeper game, and it's a sleeper ballpark food. I'm going to go with bratwurst. People love hot dogs, right? And I have a hot dog game, but bratwurst are right there. So the, my brought game is the 406 Flyers at Sheridan. We saw four, uh, well, a lot of us saw 406 at Casper this past weekend. They knocked off Evanston. They gave other teams a good run for their money, and now they're going to face Sheridan for the first time I think this season. So 406 is really trying to take over the Cowboys State. Uh, a bit of a border rivalry this time between Wyoming and not Colorado, but Wyoming and. Montana. So that is my Bratwurst game. That one is on Sunday, May 9th, at 1 and 3 p.m., a doubleheader in Sheridan. So we've got our hot dog game uh, this Thursday tonight, Rock Springs at Green River. Then the popcorn game on Saturday, doubleheader between the Hawks and the Drillers. And my Bratwurst game, the sleeper game, 406 Flyers coming into Sheridan. And I'm looking forward to all the games in this coming week, but especially those that you pointed out, Matthew. Uh, it's been fun thus far to see all these different athletes really start to kind of step up and grow into their roles, whether that be role players that are pinch hitting or pitchers only, which I don't know we have a whole lot of that uh, in Wyoming American Legion Baseball, or just all-around studs that are doing it on both sides, uh, offense and defense. But it's been so fun to watch these guys develop this year and uh, kind of create their own storylines. And I know, Elon, you've had your eye on, on a few different players this week specifically. Yeah, so we're going to go ahead and start out with our hot bat. And uh, I got a chance to see this young man in person. Laramie's Ben Ruckman. Get, listen to this. He's batting 552 with three doubles, a triple, and a home run. He is a, a current 16 of 29, nine RBIs. He, he looks good. Yeah, I mean, he's just a hitting machine. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, so he is my hot bat. So Ben Ruckman out of Laramie for my hot hand. I got to give it to Sheridan's Hunter Stone. And again, in a 22-0 win for the Troopers over the Billings Halos, Stone goes four innings pitched, 59 pitches, two strikeouts, but the big number sticks out to me in those four innings pitch. No hits, no runs, nothing. Great uh, start by Hunter Stone. Yeah, and again, I, I think there are pitchers all over the state that have some really good stuff. And uh, when they go to work, because there's good offense too, when they go to work against some of these really good batters, I mean, those are must-see matchups. And uh, it's a good thing we have a lot of them live on MyLocalRadio.com too. Absolutely. And uh, speaking of live on MyLocalRadio.com, we have our rising star performance, which was live on MyLocalRadio.com. I think Mr. Uh, Matthew Peterson, who was sitting alongside of me, knows exactly where I'm going. But Gus Allred, who I thought it was probably the best pitcher in the West last year, looks like he's going to be in that conversation again this year. Opening day start, five innings pitched, one hit, no run, nine strikeouts. Yeah, I mean, just doubling up his innings pitched to strikeouts. K's all over the place for the Mr. Allred. Yeah, and, and Evanston's got something special with him. He's You've mentioned it before. He's a future Jamestown Jimmy. And uh, it's going to be fun to watch him in 2021. Yeah, he's aggressive, and he can play the field, too, and he can play it well, mm -hmm. which makes him just that much more dangerous. So he's my rising star for this week. So recap, hot bat, Ben Ruckman of Laramie, hot hand, Hunter Stone out of Sheridan, Sheridan and the rising star, the man to keep an eye on is Gus Allred out of Evanston. There are so many good players that oh didn't make gosh. the list this week that probably will in the weeks to come.
come as well. Uh, just so much talent all around the state makes it so much fun to follow these games. And I'm looking forward to this week because we're still kind of in that non-conference zone. But that can make for some really interesting and really exciting matchups as well. So uh, I know there are some games that I'm really going to be looking forward to. And uh, most of them are the games that Matthew pointed out as well. Uh, Elon, parting shots. No, I'm just... Super happy to be doing to be doing this, and a big thank you to all of the coaches, all of the the team representatives, everyone who's reached out to us over the last few weeks. Uh, I don't think we envisioned the uh, the impact or not impact, I guess, the response that this show would have. So thank you so much to everyone who's reached out to us. Yeah, Matthew, big big week coming up. What are you looking forward to? Yeah, I mean, echoing what Elon said about everyone who reached out to us, we appreciate all the information provided. It makes our jobs a lot easier, and that way we get some more coverage uh, given to all the great ball players out here in the Cowboy State. Looking forward to the three games, like I mentioned, and just ready to get back to the ballpark and hopefully some warm weather too, as it continues to get a little <laughs> toastier. We were chilly last night. It was a little chilly out of Rock Springs last night on MyLocalRadio.com. Hey, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate all the great guests we had on today as well, uh, and we appreciate you staying with us every week. This 307 Baseball Podcast drops on MyLocalRadio.com or anywhere that you get your podcasts. I'm Colin Holtz. You just heard from Matthew Peterson. Before that, you heard from Elon Olive, and we'll talk to you guys next time.